Hi, and welcome to Spoken Word Poetry Podcast with me, your host, Ariana R. Cherry. I am a poet, author, artist, newspaper reporter, wannabe musician, a mom, and so many other things. But out of those, what I love the most is poetry. Listen to my show and listen to me recite poetry that I have written, or tune in as I interview other poets and other creatives in the field. When you listen to my show, I want you to feel inspired and like you have come home. So thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Spoken Word Poetry Podcast. This is Ariana Cherry, and today we have poet Gail Danley. Um, she has been on uh, 60 Minutes with CBS. Uh, I, hopefully most of you who listen know about 60 Minutes. I grew up watching it as a child. Uh, I think I watched it when Dan Rather was on there. And um, then she's also been in the New York Times and the Washington Post done TED Talks. Uh, she knows a lot about slam poets. She's a slam poet. So um, we will uh, learn about slam poetry, hopefully. And she also now teaches students. And um, she has this great video on YouTube. I kind of like how she was talking about how uh, emotions and feelings and all that and um, in poetry. She talked about being the mashed potatoes. That was my favorite thing. So um, we're going to welcome uh, Gail Danley. Yay. I'm going to Yay! Hello, Gail. I want to hear about the mashed potatoes. Yeah, I do too. Now you got to tell me more about that. What What did I say about mashed? Um, okay, I'd have to play the YouTube, but you were talking about you know, especially how it's okay to have feelings, and you know, we need our feelings and our emotions, you know, to write. And you know, and you were just talking about that being like one of the main things because you know, without our emotions and our words, the words you're talking about how important words are. And there was even a quote. Let me find it. There's a quote on your page. Um, people need to know it's okay to express themselves, that words are real good things, and you can cry in them and laugh in them. They need to know it's okay to be real. And I love that you say that because these days, like, sometimes, like, we aren't really told that it is okay to be real. Because, like, you know, I feel like, especially maybe... And I know my daughter was like, you know, we were talking before this. She was just in California, but I feel like people there and even some YouTubers I watch, if they're into the entertainment business, sometimes they don't feel they can be themselves. They're constantly hounded by like paparazzi or just their fans. And it's hard to really be who they are because they're afraid of being judged. So, you know, I just love that you say it's people need to be, no, it's okay to be real. And I wish I could remember saying that. I mean, <laughs> It's an awesome quote. I love it. Yeah, that must mean I talk too much. I'm starting to lose track. When? Oh, it's great. I love that. It was like my favorite. That caught my attention the most. People need to know that it's okay to be real. Well, I, I was telling you before we started recording that I had all of this dental work on Monday, mm -hmm. and you know the bone graft and the stitches. Oh yes. Oh yeah, all the fun stuff. And so when you mentioned mashed potatoes, that's <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wouldn't think you probably had eaten nothing but soft food lately. You and probably soft have food is full of sugar. Soft food, oh yes, carby sugar. It's the crunchy stuff that's good for you. 
and uh-huh. the cream and the stuff I've been eating this week. <laughs> Have you had a lot of mashed potatoes? I had a lot of mashed. And at my birthday party last night, I had this spare ribs dish where it wasn't on the bone. It was all chopped up, all soft. Mm-hmm. And it was resting on a mound of potatoes. <laughs> And so, yeah, <laughs> time to get the gym. Oh, you know, it's funny, though. You know, I haven't had a good bowl of homemade mashed potatoes in a while, though. And oh. I loved it. My dad made the best mashed potatoes. <laughs> what, what did he put in his? I mean, just do it as good. I don't know. I guess I can't make them right. I mean, just, you know, you have your potatoes you boil them for so long and, and then you mash them and then you have your salt and pepper, a little bit of milk and butter. Butter is the thing. Butter is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is what makes things taste good yeah <laughs> everything right yes <laughs> and you have to use a certain type of potato yeah yeah you do you can't just get the old cheap ones <laughs> nope nope and you gotta you can't boil them too long i mean it like like yeah for something that sounds so simple i know there's a science to it all those s's <laughs> Or let me see if I can substitute instead of saying something that sounds for a food that appears <laughs> easy. Yeah. The, the recipe is kind of, yeah, it's kind of involved. Yeah, it is because like you can't have too much milk either because then you get too runny. And then not enough, it's too dry. <laughs> like I said, there's a science. <laughs> I, I don't know what my dad did. It's just, he always makes the best mashed potatoes and I've never been able to mimic it. I mean, I'm, can, I'm a decent cook, but yeah, that's why I just don't attempt it. I'm just always like, I'd like to have some of my dad's mashed potatoes about now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does he mash them with that masher thing? I don't, he just used a blender. The, 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 the little egg beater blender thingy. Yeah. And I was just like, It, it, it did the job. Got it done. I'm so hungry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to probably be talking more about what you do instead of food. So I don't want to make you hungry because you've had dental work. Thank you, Ari. <laughs> You're welcome. So, you know, some people that are um, listening to this, they may or not heard of slam poetry. I mean, it is a spoken word poetry podcast, but, you know, some who decided that decide to listen to this and may not know what slam poetry is maybe you can explain kind of what it is and how you came to be a slam poet so that's a great set of questions um i had been loving poetry since i was a little bitty girl Mm -hmm. and i recall writing my first poem maybe when i was about three so you Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't very good it was either very good or very bad right i can't remember (laughs) But um, I had teachers who believed in words. I'm from the South. I'm from Atlanta. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, Dr. Kingville. Oh, yes. Definitely. And so being able to speak well and being able to move a crowd uh-huh. with voice, those, those things are very valued. Where yes. I'm, right? And so, I, so I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. And um, I went... I found myself at the National Poetry Slam competition. That's so awesome. <laughs> it was it was like, okay, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. 
and never really heard of it. And I went and I was too fearless and too, too, I was clueless. I didn't know that winning this thing would change the trajectory of my life. I didn't oh know God. there was anything riding on it. Oh so I God. had fun and I won. You just, and you didn't, and you never heard of it before and you went and you won. I had heard of SLAM maybe like two weeks before. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, okay. That sounds good. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, you have people who study this thing and mm-hmm. they, they have been slamming for years. You know, here I am, this little newbie, you know, oh, but again, so I think awesome. sometimes when you don't know to be afraid, yeah, when you just kind of, you know, you, you, I was going to say soar. Yeah. That's oh. when you really fly. Yes. So had you spoken in front of a large crowd before mm-hmm. that when you went? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah, that was my thing. They used to have these oratorical competitions when I was in high school. Again, you uh-huh. know, sponsored by the NAACP or the SCLC, which was Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s organization. Oh, my and gosh. Sponsor so- it, right? They pull yeah. on my behind it and, you know, the kids, we come out and compete. And that felt really good to me. That, that felt right. And um, I competed in different things. I competed in pageants during college. Uh-huh. Um, and so when that opportunity came to go to the Poetry Slam, I was very comfortable in front of crowds. That's so cool. Wow. I wish I could be. I think when you're talking about fearless, I think the only time that maybe that I was fearless, I was nine years old. I was mm-hmm. in fourth grade and our teacher had different centers in the classroom and she had an English center and there was these little cup, uh, cup thingies of story starters. And I loved them because it would have one sentence and then you finish the story. And the only one that always comes to my mind that I remember, it's so cheesy, but you know, I went downstairs in the basement of my parents' house. I found a magical door. The door led to and then you finish the story. Well, see, back then, video games were kind of getting them. So we had Nintendo with Mario Brothers, okay? So, of course, my door led to Nintendo Land with Mario and me and my friends having to rescue the princess. <laughs> of oh, course, yeah. why not? Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, but that is where I would start reading my story as a teacher. Sometimes instead of her reading during milk break, she let me sit in our director's chair we had and let me read my story. And, you know, I remember, remember then I wasn't nervous then. And I don't know why, but like, I was perfectly fine. And, but now today, like I get in front of a crowd, I guess maybe then I wasn't worried about being judged. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know why. Cause like, you know, when you're in elementary school, you're friends with everybody. There's no clicks and, and all that social pressure. So that's probably why I was fearless as you say. And now as you grow up, you're aware of the social pressure. So I'm guessing that's probably what it was. And, and you have the pressure of perfection and mm-hmm. you, know, you just have all those voices around you that mm-hmm. you never had to quiet. I was going to say silent. Uh-huh. Like, you never had to quiet before because you, you didn't know they existed. Yeah. Now, how, how, how old are you? May I ask? Um, that's okay. I just turned 40 in June. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> welcome I, oh I know I I'm like I, I I've only said out loud a few times because I can't believe it myself 
I'm so scared of getting older. And, you know, 30, I thought turning 30 was bad. And I was like, oh my God, I'm 40. Yeah. Oh, and I said it again. See, the more I say it, the more believable it comes. But yeah. I had so much trouble saying it. How how old are your parents? Um, let's see, my dad was born in 61. So I think that makes him 60, maybe. They're probably about their early 60s. Yeah. yeah. 60, 61, something like that. My mom was born in 60. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right behind them, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but what's cool is I had my daughter a little bit early. Um, mm-hmm. I was, okay, see, I was pregnant at 19. I had her when I was 20. So, like, we've gotten to kind of grow up together. And, like, now, finally, it's everything I've been waiting for. We talk like we're friends and we can have conversations. And I love it. I mean, we always got along when she was little, too. But now, like... We can talk about all kinds of things. Yes. And I love, so I kind of do like this age because she's going to be 21. Mm-hmm. I'm 40. And we're just really 20 years apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that much. And I think it's so wonderful when you have a mother or, or you have a father mm-hmm. and you know, no matter what, which is what yeah. I tell my, my sons, you know, mm-hmm. you can tell me anything, baby. Oh yeah, totally. I'm and I made sure I made that clear for the long haul, you know. Yes, and I made sure I told my daughter that, and nothing against my parents, but they never really made that clear to me as a kid. Well, so I would be afraid to go to them because, yeah. oh, what are they going to say? Am I going to yeah. get in trouble? You know, I just was, but I worried a lot anyway, and I still do. But it just, if they would have made that clear to me, it would have been easier. So as soon as my daughter started getting older, I said, you know, and especially now, I'm like, you know, I'm always here. You can tell me, and I'm here. And she always goes. I know, mom. That's right. Oh, the other day I showed, I sent my daughter a picture of my tooth when it was. Oh, yeah. Uh And then I sent her a picture the next day when they had put the. Oh, yeah. Uh And she said, she texted me and she said, (laughs) she said, pretty teeth, Gail. And I said, Gail. (laughs) Mama. You know, I mean, mean, we are friends, but yes. I, I do think it's important to have. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cause you still, you're still her mother. You, yeah. you know, you want to make sure like, you're still like, a, a, I'm trying to figure the words, the figure, you know, she can come to like, a, not quite authority, but still like a loving authority, you know, a guy. But, yeah. A guy. Because if you're just a friend, you yeah. kind of lose that, you know? Yep. So I try to do that with my daughter. It can get real easy just to be friends. Now, what does she call you? He calls me mom. I would freak out if she called me by my name. <laughs> She's never done that. Thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think, think my daughter was just being, you know, she was just being light, you know, being funny. Yeah. Like, Gail and I yeah. Was- no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. Having kids, I mean, I... Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, some people I tell them don't have kids, you know, and I understand why they don't, but I said, you know, I go, I think it's like the best thing in life, no matter what your other achievements may be. Like, I just feel like it's the best achievement, the best thing you can do in life. You have like a piece of yourself, even with all your writing, you know, like when you have words, but you still have like a piece of yourself going on into the world, you know, and it's, it's just neat. <laughs> and you have raised her to a yeah. Look at I that. know I'm amazed. I'm just like, I didn't think I could do it. How did I do this? <laughs> you know, because when you're like a, an older teen, like at 19 and 20, I look at that now like I didn't know anything. Here I am raising a baby. <laughs> and I see my daughter to age she is now. I'm like, I was raising you when you were like one or two yeah. years old at this age. Yeah. 
and she I'm like, thinking about being a mama or no? Oh, she wants to, but just not right now. Yeah. She totally wants to explore, figure out what she wants in life. And I get it. I said, no, I go, you don't have to do what I did. I go, please don't do what I did. And not that I'd ever change it, but yeah. please do what you want. <laughs> so if you want to wait till your thirties, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I go, I, I, much as I want to be a grandma, I'm not really in that big of a hurry. Really. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Did your parents help you raise her? Um, well, yeah, they kind of did. They would do some babysitting. And at the time, my ex, uh, her dad, his mom helped a lot too. Like since she lived here in town, like, you know, when she got into school and we were at work, she'd go pick her up at school for us, you know, and watch her till we got off work. So it was good to have that extra family help because without it, you know, <laughs> we had to work to make ends meet, both of us, as much as I didn't want to. We had to. Yeah. Remember that whole nursing thing my daughter will be 26 next weekend but i remember that whole thing where you know you were nursing and 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 building that relationship and then all of a sudden you had to go well you know i I honestly didn't get that chance because um when she was first born she was taken away from me for like four hours she came out on her side not head first and she wasn't breathing well so we kind of had to just start with formula oh what yeah, she was in ICU for like four days. And we stayed in the family room in ICU. She's perfectly healthy now. Yeah. But she was in the ICU and everything. They had to release me before her. So I didn't get any of that. Okay. But I understand I've heard women talk about it all the time. You know, and it's a great way for them to bond. And I went through classes and they told us about it that I didn't get to do that. But I mean, it's but okay. You all bonded in other ways. Yes. Yeah. And I see that. So, I mean, as much as you want to do that as a mother, it's just, you know, and I'm happy for the ones who get to, but it was, you know, her life that needed was more important, you know, saving and everything. So it's cool. <laughs> I didn't know you could come out on your side. Neither did I, <laughs> but it happens. Like, term like that? Like yeah, you came out like a football. <laughs> and all I tell people, and I won't get, I'm not going to get too detailed is that I remember hearing myself screaming, but I don't remember screaming. I heard myself, but I don't remember doing it. So was I'm, she head first or feet first? She was side, on her side. <laughs> and I had no medicine whatsoever. <laughs> That's why I remember hearing myself scream, but not actually doing it. So I always tell people, I go, maybe I had a really one-second out-of-body experience or something because... That's all I remember is hearing myself scream. <laughs> like I wasn't doing it. I'm just hearing it. <laughs> just I have ha- never, Ariana, heard uh, in my life. I know. And it, it had to happen to me. Something the weird, the weirdest things always happen to me. So, yeah. of course. <laughs> but, you know, she's healthy now. And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering if that had something to do with her delayed breathing and everything because of the way, you know, she was, you know, and they were trying to turn her, you know, I know the doctor, I heard them talking and, but it just, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, during most of the delivery though, my mom was in the room. She's the one who got sick afterwards. <laughs> Not me. Oh, really? You mean like watching it? No, just because of, I think all the stress and worry. She was worried about me and Sky, the baby and, and, you know, and, yeah, she's the one who went to the bathroom and got sick. Really? <laughs> yeah. This is interesting. I'm just like, wow, did you like take on like all of my 
maybe she did. I don't know. Right. Cause you were fine. Yeah, I was for the most part, you know? Yeah. I mean, shaken up first time I ever delivered yeah. a baby, of course. Yeah. And I had all the ice chips in the world I could have, <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but you, you know, no medicine either. Or you done. I, I, that's all I had was just her, you know? And after that more, I'm 40. No, I had the, the boy who just came in from school at 42. And I, mean, I, I didn't know. I have a best friend whose sister just had her first baby at like 41 and it's perfectly cool, but I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I love my daughter. I got real lucky. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. push that luck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> shop, she's the shop is closed. Yes. Yeah. The, she's a great kid. I can't ask for anything else better. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I was a good kid, I heard. And so, you know, there was no got people joke about it. There was no quote karma to pay back to me because I was a good kid. <laughs> she's gonna keep on, you know, now that she's crossed into 21. Uh-huh. I mean, my experience has been she's just gonna keep on bringing you joy from now on. Yeah, I think so. You know, I love that we we talk, you know, like I won't go into detail on this specific show, but, you know, we talked earlier, I had a little bit of a tough time in earlier years. So, you know, for a short time, she was a little angry with me because of personal things that happened between me and her father, but she got over it. And now we, and my therapist told me that it would happen, that day would happen, that she would be fine and we would talk again. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I do is. Um, you know, when I go to the doctor, if they uh -huh. say the cholesterol is high or whatever's going on medically, mm -hmm. I, I have three kids, right? Two boys and the daughter. I tell them and they're like, okay, ill, gross. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I want them when I get, you know, I'm 56. Uh -huh. And when I get older and older, I want them to have a history of me medically. Oh, yes, totally. You know, taking care of me. Yeah. You know? when I get older and so they're yeah. like, oh. and I'm like no it's good because you'll be able to say you know what when mama was 50 I remember she mm -hmm. first started go. having uh-huh yeah 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 I try to tell keep my daughter updated you know like I you know I told you earlier I've got diabetes and asthma mm -hmm. so she needs to be up on that mm -hmm. you know and I have to give myself insulin she's I'm going to show her one day just in case you know you know, I have a, a boyfriend slash fiance, you know, now that we've been together for almost seven years, but you know, I haven't showed him, but I do need to show someone close to me just in case I ever get really sick or something. So they know how to do it. Yeah. Did you show her? I need to, I haven't yet. I don't know if she's ready for that. See, cause I just started giving myself insulin about a year ago. So, and then they put me on another shot drug. So then I give myself two shots. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need to show her though. Cause I don't want to be in a nursing home. I already told her that. Right. 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 <laughs> oh so, yeah. I'm sure you don't either. No, no parent wants to be in a nursing home. No, you want to be, be with her, you know? Yes. <laughs> and, and I think that's another benefit to you having done it early and young. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because now you have all those years, hope, knock on wood. Yes, knock on wood, lots of it. <laughs> knock on wood, she has all those years and then you will circle back and mm -hmm. with her. Yeah. Yeah. Which that makes definitely great things to write about, right? <laughs> Speaking of writing, okay, ask me a question. I circled around. I'm real good at that. You are. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, you've been talking a lot about King, you know, and stuff. And, you know, last year we had, you know, a lot of um, African-Americans. I don't know how 
with the respectful way to say step up there was so much happening mm -hmm. and being a poet and being out there and speaking and do you find it might be more difficult for someone like you to get out there you know you know compared to like I guess you know white people or other nationalities is it more difficult you think to really make yourself I guess appreciated or your work appreciated I mean how is it to be like an African-American poet I mean we know how hard King worked mm -hmm. yeah it's a beautiful thing um mm -hmm. was that Langston Hughes had a poem and it oh I hope I don't have my poets wrong but it was mm -hmm. you know um I gotta look it up because yeah, that's okay go ahead I'm trying to figure it out because I've heard that name but I'm like what did he write <laughs> oh he wrote um I heard of, I've heard of him on and dream deferred but let mm -hmm. me see let me see who wrote this this line him and bid him sing okay who is that mm -hmm. Oh wow, that's okay. County County Cullen. Oh, okay. The Harlem Renaissance poets. Oh, I'm Renaissance. This oh, poem, okay. No wonder. So beautiful. And yeah, I Renaissance is really, really beautiful. I think it's a perfect answer to the question that you just asked me. Hang on. Uh, so it's County Cullen, C-O-U-N-T-E-E, mm -hmm. -E, and the poem goes. In answer to your question, Arya, mm -hmm. I doubt not God is good, well-meaning, kind. Did he stoop to quibble? Could tell why the little buried mole continues blind? Why flesh that mirrors him must someday die? Make plain the reason torture Tantalus is baited by the fickle fruit. Declare if merely brute caprice dooms Sisyphus to struggle up a never ending stair. Inscrutable his ways are and immune to catechism by a mind too strong with petty cares to slightly understand what awful brain compels his awful hand. Yet do I marvel at this curious thing to make a poet black and bid him sing. I like that. Beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. To make a poet black, right? To to find yourself in this country, in this time and uh -huh. space, and, yeah. and, 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 and have the responsibility, the yes. beautiful job of documenting uh -huh. this crazy, beautiful country. Yeah, and you know, and I feel like, you know, this is you guys really have your time again i mean you guys have been fighting for so long and you wanting to make your stand and like after everything that happened last year it's like maybe like not that you weren't being heard before but now like other people are finally listening like you know like it rose up you know and i'm like so you know this now like this whole time is this is like the time to really speak up and make your words heard i mean I, in a way i kind of felt like we were living part of like the 50s from the segregation and and all the african-americans tried to stand up and i feel like somehow part of that time when all the passion and the fight was there it somehow circled back to now and then everybody was standing back up so maybe there was like generations of you know family from way back when and they're like related and then they all were here at this time you know because it 
I'm gonna give myself goosebumps. I don't know why. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like it because I felt like during all that going on, I was watching it on TV, and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I was back in my American history and American problems class. We learned about during the '50s and everything going on with Black history and the segregation, and now we got people standing up again, and it's it was amazing to see. Yeah, and. It's a scary time, you know, it's the, yeah. the best of time, you know, and the worst of time. Yeah. But it's, I think, Ariana, it's a time where we all are called to stand up. Uh huh. And not though, just those of us who are women or those of us who are young poets or those of us who are brown. I think that the, the charge and the challenge mm -hmm. find where your work can best change the world. Like Most definitely. Me earlier, right? About yeah. your as a as yes. a survivor. Uh huh. Yeah. And your charge and your challenge uh -huh. and your responsibility and your definitely to to find that patch of grass mm -hmm. that you can tend and tend it with your poetry. Yeah, and that's kind of like where while you were kind of like I was upset about the things I went through, but then like I I know God didn't put me there to hurt me in any way and I don't know if he put me there but somehow this life came around to that and I was like what better way first to heal myself through poetry and then what better way to heal help heal others and yeah. use poetry the same way yeah. so you know that's why I said I wrote you know the chapbook and everything but poetry what you know you talk about too like you know during all this COVID pandemic time you know we've been more aware of mental health mental awareness yeah. and you know we need our words and again what you said you know, humans need to know that it's okay to be real. Yeah. And mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, we need to know that, you know, and people go, oh, I can't write poetry. I can't write. But you know what? I tell everybody, I go, yes, you can. Everybody can write. What are you yep. feeling right now? Or think about something that made you sad or what made you happy or what made you passionate, you know, and just write those words down. So like right now, like, I feel like we need that right to express we need the words and like you with your voice and oh my gosh and you teaching students i mean you've got to be making differences you know all over the place i certainly hope so you know i mean that's the goal uh-huh i want to just say i came here mm -hmm. and i chilled out and yeah. then i left you yeah. know at fifty, you know, just turned fifty-six yesterday. Uh huh. And I want to keep on making an impact, yes. and I want to make a greater impact. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And have you always known? As someone know, you said you were writing at three. So have you always was it always poetry? Did you know that you always wanted to be a poet? I knew I always wanted to to speak words and yeah, and of course, awesome. Right. So and, whether that meant you know. Um, just giving speeches for some mm -hmm. kind of cause or you know it was it was always going to be me and words in of course some shape or form mm -hmm. and you you were speaking a lot about king earlier i mean is that who inspired you or who inspired you i mean what like to really go for speaking you know in front of people to make a difference you know who gave you that passion you know i've just been so lucky ariana to have people um in my life, my whole life, who weren't necessarily working with words themselves, mm -hmm. but they saw a gift in me, uh -huh. you know, whether that was my Aunt Ernestine, 
mm-hmm. or my fifth grade teacher, you know, Miss Sewell, or whether it was a best girlfriend, it was always somebody saying, you have a gift. Mm-hmm. You need to use that gift. Mm-hmm. And that voice never went away. That's awesome. It is. I'm so lucky. <laughs> How about yeah. you? I mean, have yeah, you I've been writing since a little kid. It wasn't always poetry, mm-hmm. but I will say in kindergarten before we had smaller computers and laptops, mm-hmm. we had great big IBMs with the blue screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, we typed out stories. And that's where you typed out in kindergarten, first grade, how things were very, 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 very good. <laughs> Lots of varies. That was me. <laughs> I liked it very, 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 very well. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I still yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. Word very a lot. Yes. It just, it's, it's, a, it's a good word. It's a good word. <laughs> I love you so very much. Yeah, I know. It just, it just emphasizes things, you know? So maybe I really wanted to emphasize whatever it was I was writing about. But <laughs> You should write a poem about the word very. Yes. yes. You should too. I should too. <laughs> but you know but like it's where probably it started you know in our first grade my first grade teacher mrs mclaren had um old magazine catalogs we could cut pictures out of and write about so we write stories about that but i think what really got me going fourth grade was a story starters with mrs gentry when i would read during milk time and then as we got further into english like fifth and sixth grade we would always have like a poetry section in our english class and it really hit home to me but I think what really, really got me as seventh grade English, Mrs. Streeper Green, she was like, well, one of my mentors. I loved her. Uh, she was also my drama club director. I was in drama in high school, too. Um, she, uh, her class introduced me into Edgar Allan Poe. And I was just like, holy cow, he's awesome. You know, I mean, that's what, and we read about the Raven, the Telltale Heart. Oh, the Telltale Heart's what got me. And that inspired me to write um, my story, which I have in a small book called Only If, each chapter is like written as a poem, you know, tell to heart, the guy murdered the guy and he, he buried him in the wall and he keeps hearing the heart beating and it's just making him crazy. So my thing was this guy got blamed for shooting his wife, but he didn't. It was his best friend who always loved his wife, but he's in jail and he's going crazy. He just wants to get out so he can go after his best friend. So the first few chapters is him going crazy in jail because I was so inspired by the guy going crazy about the guy he buried in the wall. So I, you know, I took that up to my English teacher and, she didn't realize how inspired I was from that. And <laughs> she started to read it. And then after class, she's like, Karen, I need to talk to you. Okay. And she goes, is everything okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking about, you know, I've gone crazy to be like, you haven't been gone. I haven't gone crazy to be a gunman. I mean, he was just going nuts. You know, and you know, if people are familiar with Edgar Allan Poe, I mean, he really puts it out there. So I was just kind of mimicking him. And uh, she thought there was something wrong with me. <laughs> she's, no, no, no. She's looking out. You know how teachers are. They got to they gotta look out for you. Yeah, I know. I totally got it later, you know. But I was just like, what the heck? I go, no. Tell, tell heart this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, now I get it. Yeah. If they she made the tell, tell heart into a movie, that sounds like that would make a crazy. Oh, yeah. Did they ever do that? Isn't it an old movie somewhere, maybe? I don't have to look that up. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, that sounds... Yeah. Whoa. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that this 
And then I think that's where I really got into poetry after that. I mean, I know that's a story, but I loved his words and I'm more, I'm more better. I'm better at conveying feelings and emotions through poetry than I am stories. And I just feel like as you, that's my calling. That's where I can make a difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. I talked about that little patch of land. Yes. I find your patch and cultivate it love it and kiss on it and, and grow it so yeah. that when you go you know you, you're never totally gone yeah I, I love how you say that so when you teach your students is that what you talk about like nurturing that patch of grass I'm like no but I think I should I like that yeah too. it's a great analogy and you should totally go for it <laughs> I, I like it I like um kind of teaching there's probably some term for it that I don't know uh-huh. but whatever I'm experiencing up to the point that I hit that school door mm-hmm. I will teach that thing it will become a life lesson oh that's great well I mean our previous pastor he said what we have best of ourselves are our stories so our life lessons our stories that is the best thing we can offer other people is telling our stories so Look at that. Look who look who came for a visit. Oh, I got kitties too. He's so cute. Is it he, she? She, that's Olive. For those of you, of course, there won't be video. Gail is showing me her gray and black striped kitty. And what did we say her name was again? Olive. Olive. Oh, she's so pretty. I love cats. And I love your necklace. Did somebody okay. make that? Yeah. I got it at the thrift store. Probably. Oh, yeah. You know, it looks like it looks like it's pink. I can't tell from my screen. It's got a circle. There's black and pink be- yeah. beads in a circle. It was a, is that cat eye beads? I don't know. Okay, I think they're cat eyes. Pink cat eyes. Oh, it's so pretty. It goes well with your sweater. I and make jewelry. Yeah, I was gonna well, say I put it on because it matches the sweater. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I have two kitties. I have a cream color kitty I rescued. This family. I don't know why. I left them at a campground in a town called Finley nearby. So. I'm, his name is Finley. I've had him for a few years. And then we have Sweetie. She's a little black and white striped kitty. But her nose, her face, one side of her little cheek is black. The other side is white. And then on her back, she has this tiny, tiny little area is just white fur. And the rest of it is like striped. But just one little tiny square on her back that is just white. That sounds adorable. She is so cute. <laughs> I'll have to email you photos of them later after this. I just... I rescued both of them. They're like my fur kids. See, that's why I don't need any more kids. They're my kids. <laughs> and it's such a beautiful thing, right? To, to yes, a, a pet, a home. It is. I, I encourage anyone listening, everybody all the time to rescue pets, mm-hmm. you know, either at the shelter or, you know, someone can't, you know, especially let's say elderly, you know, they pass away or they can no longer care. You know, if you're able to, you know, take they they're like just little little souls looking for homes too yeah yeah and i and i feel the gratitude of of my baby you know oh yeah like you ariana she comes around you know i'm zooming all day Uh and she usually doesn't come around but when she's here the voice that she likes that's awesome oh she's the best she is i love cats she's so beautiful i love her is that green green eyes oh she looks very inquisitive. This time last week, we were at the vet, right? Uh-huh. So I bought the soup on, on Sunday. But uh-huh. on Friday, we were at the vet because she kept licking and licking and licking a spot on her back. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
until the fur started to thin back there. Oh no, was she allergic to something? I don't know. The vet gave her a flea treatment. Uh huh. And not licking quite as much. Yeah. Still look, licking a little bit. Yeah. She was wondering if it was a flea thing. She didn't. She didn't treat her for allergy. So mm -hmm. she just told me to watch it for a few weeks. Yeah. Does she go outside? Mm -mm. Well, then no. I don't know how she would have got fleas. No, my kitties don't go outside and they don't have fleas. And they don't have fleas. Yeah. No. Weird. It is weird. Oh, I hope she feels better. I do too. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, is there anything else that you would like to talk about or let people know? So I have so many poet friends and some of them do a really good job of, you know, um, merchandising. Oh yeah, I know. Their work. <laughs> So all these years, I guess since 94, that I've been earning money as a poet, uh -huh. haven't really done a good job, Ariana, at the merchandising side of it. Oh, I understand. Chat books, you know. Uh -huh. but, yeah. Other than that, you know. Have you ever like published some of your poems? I, I'm afraid, I'm sorry if I didn't do all my, all my research. I wasn't thinking about looking for books because you're a spoken poet, but have you written books with your poems in it? I have. What, what Are I was they on Amazon? Tell you, what I was going to tell you and your listeners is that during the height of the pandemic, mm -hmm. when I was starting to get a little little restless, oh yes, scared, I um, undertook this big project of creating a virtual lesson that would mm -hmm. take children from A to Z in mm -hmm. terms of writing and speaking their own slam poem. Oh, so cool. It's, it's very cool. It was a lot of work. Oh, I bet. It was. It was a lot of, oh, you mean I got to do that again? You know, but, you know, it's it's paying off so far. Uh -huh. so it's called Lessons in Poetry. Yes, I was at that website. That's where I found that, that, that mash in the real world, the, not the mashed potato one. That's where I found it's okay to know that, you know, to be real, you know. That's where I found that quote. Yes, I went to that website. So lessons in poetry, is it .com, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely check out her website, lessonsinpoetry.com. It's there's some great material on there. That was where I was mostly at. So yes. Awesome. So Ariana, let me know if you have, because I, I think particularly in the smaller towns mm -hmm. where they don't necessarily get exposure yeah. to, art, to the arts. And, and I find very few of those schools are integrating the arts into their curriculum. Yeah, so I know. if you know schools or if you know teachers who uh -huh. you might be interested in the virtual oh, sure. Pass it on, yes. Let me know. Yeah. Yes, I would definitely will. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, a virtual poetry. I wish I would have had that in school. But, you know, it wasn't big back then yet, I yeah. guess. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day it'd be really big when I have grandkids. <laughs> ah, but no hurry, right? No, no hurry. Yes, no yeah. hurry. No rush. But yeah, it's amazing with technology. And I think mm -hmm. since the pandemic, we've been able to really embrace technology and, and how helpful it really is. I mean, we realize it can be annoying and a bit eh, scary sometimes. But I mean, there are so many ways, especially when you can't get out as much, you can still be helpful without getting out. Yeah. So that's great. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And that was one of the lessons that I had to learn, like 
you don't have to be everywhere, Gail, but you can be everywhere. Yes, that's so cool. I think that's awesome. I'm so glad that he, your producer found found me and I got to meet yeah. you. Oh, Walter is the the, the beast. Yeah. <laughs> he is a beast, you that's know. Awesome. Mm. I mean, and you're so sweet. I mean, you're awesome. You're you're so nice to talk to. I just you were so easy just to start talking to. I was worried I'd be like slightly intimidated, but then I remember she's a person just like me. We're all people. So, you know, and I always remember that, so I try not to be as nervous. So, you um, are really good at this and very at ease. And well, so thank you. I wasn't at the very beginning, but yeah. I. <laughs> oh, but I think you should mention that I also have a podcast. Oh, yes. What is your podcast? I'm as good an interviewer as you are, but, and I haven't been doing mine nearly as long as you've been doing yours. But it's I classy, classy. And I, you know, I, I do each episode with teachers in mind. Oh, because cool. I love, 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 love teachers and uh -huh. for me. Definitely. And I want to keep them encouraged during this yes. time when a lot of them are kind of getting the beat down. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, it's called Classy, C-L-A-S-S-Y, I guess with Gail Danley, uh -huh. G-A-Y-L-E Danley, D-A-N-L-E-Y, and it's on Apple and Spotify. Oh, and great. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to look for it. <laughs> And then maybe I can get a link and put it on my Facebook page. Oh, that'd be awesome. Do you yeah. want me to send you a link or you'll just yeah. go with it? Oh, it? I can find it. If it's on Spotify, but if you want to send me a link, feel free. Um, on my podcast is on Spotify. So I'm familiar. I use Spotify all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Not that I'm trying to promote it, but I do use it a lot because I don't get anything for promoting it, but I do love it. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's awesome. Mm, thank you for making me feel um, so at home. Oh, you're welcome. That is my goal every time I interview people. I said, I just want to be chill and I just talk like we're friends. I'm no pressure. You know, just I want and people come to my home. I, I want everyone to feel at home all the time. It's it's working. Oh, well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's been so much fun to talk to you and it's fun to get to talk to you at the beginning before we started. It's mm -hmm. kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Kind of, we did, we did our bonding. Yeah, it was awesome. And it hopefully was, maybe we can stay in touch somehow. I, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I would, I would, well, you have my contact information. Yes. I have yeah. yours. Great. Good luck with your daughter, Sky. Oh, you know, thank you. Really beautiful relationship. Thank you. Yeah, and good luck with with your 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 daughter and everything. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Um, I hope everyone enjoys this show. I think it'll be a good one. So, thank you, Ariana. You take thank good you, care Gail. Of yourself, okay. You take care of yourself too, Gail. Okay. Bye bye. I bet you just got finished listening to another show of Spoken Word Poetry Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is my time to tell you about some really cool places that you can visit online. This show is sponsored by Full Moon Art by Arietta. 
I sell original hand-drawn art that has been created with alcohol markers and watercolor paints. I also take that art and create jewelry, pendant jewelry, so you'll have unique pieces of art that you can wear. If you are looking for an original creative gift or some new art, stop by my art shop at www.fullmoonart.us. Last of all, be sure to check out Full Moon Inc., where me and my partner Josh publish and create books in the genres of science fiction, horror, fantasy, and poetry. Be sure to visit Full Moon Inc. Inc. Publications. Wordpress. Com. Join us as we shine our light in the world.